Amen. Well, I'm going to start out this morning asking everybody a question. How many folks like to travel? You got some that like to travel, some don't, and that's all right. Yeah, I know. I know. Some people, man, they're just ready to roll, you know? And our message is, is called Travel Light. And I'm kind of playing on those words a little bit, and I got to thinking about it. I said, you know, some people like to, to be prepared, and I think that's great. We all want to be prepared, right? Sometimes we put a little bit more oomph in under preparation than others. But now you got some people that will take everything under the sun on vacation. I mean, anything. They might even take, they might even take a, what is that big Parker coat, you know, in the summer or something like that. I'm getting some looks. Y'all be careful back there looking at one another. You know, and you got people, I mean, they'll take the lunch boxes, they'll take this and all that. And, and guys, if, if that's your wife, you just go ahead and nod and smile because what usually happens is you probably need it when you get there. And then she's smiling, right? And then she says, oh, but no, you didn't want that, right? <laughs> but also, you got some folks right here that would jump up with their flip-flops and say, hey, let's go to California and just drive. You know what I mean? It's, and we're all wired different, you know? Well, maybe not California. I don't know. They're probably, I know guys I work with over time. They're like, yeah, whatever. And they're ready to roll. But so we're all wired so different. But, you know, I, I think this can hold true with any of us today. I think a lot of times we're carrying around a lot of stuff that we were never meant to carry. Amen. I think we carry around a lot of stuff that we were never meant to carry. You know, uh, we carry a lot of emotional baggage that can weigh us down far heavier than any suitcase we ever pack. Amen. You know, and, and you know, I'm, today the, the song was right on time. You know, leave it, leave it far behind. And I said, you know, as, as we get ready, you know, God wants us to, to just really travel light. And I want to go ahead and read the scripture here, and we'll jump in from there, all right? If you got your Bibles today, we're going to be primarily in Matthew 11, 29, and 30. And it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I love that verse, because how many times you got to claim that verse in your life every now and then, amen? And you know, you can, you can God's word is so full and so powerful um, you could take that same verse right there and, and preach on different aspects of that. Isn't that amazing? How many folks, when we talk about this from time to time, we say, well, man, you know, uh, you know a verse. So maybe you're familiar with this verse that we talk about. And then a month later, when you read it again, God reveals a little bit more truth about that. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's us growing in the word. That's Holy Spirit revealing more things, more truths about God's word in there. How many know God's word is full, right? So guess what? If we fill up on that, then we're going to be full. I, I went yesterday and did a little shopping because somebody's got a birthday at my house. Uh-oh, did I say that? 49. I didn't say that. I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. Woo, glad everybody got separate cars this morning. <laughs> but I will say we're the same age for a few months, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. wow. Where was I at? <laughs> I have no idea where I'm at. My nose now. But I did a little shopping yesterday. That's it. And I met a, a, I met a young lady that I had led to the Lord several years ago. And you know, it's funny when, when, when you uh, uh, are that last link in the chain, you know, they tend to remember that. But what you really want them to remember is Jesus. Amen. And I'm going, I'm looking through some stuff. And all of a sudden somebody goes, yeah, buddy. <laughs> what? You know, and it almost startled me. She said, hey, do you got, can you come through my line? I was like, yeah. And I got to talk to her a little bit about what's going on in her life. She says, you know, she said, you know, I prayed and asked the Lord in my life. And she started reading the Bible a little bit. And she said, then I just kind of got away from it. And she said, you know what? I was spiritually starving myself. I said, that's, I was real excited to hear her say that because she knew that. She said, so I just had to get back into the word and start studying the word. And she says, it's made all the difference in the world. Thanks for taking time with me. Now, this has probably been three or four years ago. And uh, 
I only go like once a year and do some shopping there, right? Or less if I could help it, you know? And so I thought about that and it really made me think about the message, travel and light. Now, that doesn't mean don't be prepared. But you know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, hey, when you guys get ready to go, when I send you out, hey, just take what's on your back. Because you know what? I'm going to provide for you. Amen. God's a provider, isn't he? All the time, all the time. And I think, you know, a lot of times we lose sight of that when things get tough, you know. But if you start thinking about all the things that God has provided for you just to get here today, think about it. You got up, probably got a little something to eat. You know, you can see, you can move around, rode your vehicle or rode with somebody. Hey, and even if you walk, he gave you ability to walk here. You know what I mean? That's that's awesome. And I think a lot of times we start out, I know I can, start out with the list of the day. Man, what do I got to do? What I got to accomplish? This has got to be done. All those things are true. But you know what? What usually sets my heart uh, in, in a good position to hear from the Lord is being grateful and being thankful. So I pray as we, you know, we start the day today and we're praising the Lord and we're seeing our family and stuff throughout the week. Um, but you know what? That we just travel light. We don't have all those burdens in our bag and just think about what God's already done before you even got here. Now, you ready for him to even meet and, and beat that blessing already? I think we can see that in his word. Amen. So we read this, this, the scripture here. I'm going to hit it one more time. You cannot read God's word enough. Amen. Let's read it again. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Man, I tell you what. Follow him. He's the guy we got our eyes on. You know what? I'm going to do my best, but I'll let you down. Don't try to. Don't want to. But I want to point to Jesus. Amen. So love me through it. Keep praying. And we're going to keep pointing to Jesus. Amen. For I am gentle and humble in heart. See, a lot of times people see God as a, a taskmaster, master, you know? Hey, he can stand his ground. He can, he can protect his word and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what, he's a loving father to his children, amen? I want you to hear that today. I, I want you to hear that. We have a loving father. That doesn't mean he's a pushover. That means he's a loving father, right? And we come on in and he says, and you will find rest for your souls. Anybody need that every now and then? Because I tell you what. I have never in my life seen more folks tired. And I'm talking about the guy in the, window, in the mirror. We wear ourselves out on the woulda, shoulda, couldas and on the stuff that we do. And it's really amazing to me. The things that we, we acquire that, that should make our life a little bit easier is actually the things that uh, we just loaded up even more. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, if you can, if you can fix a TV dinner in, in, in five minutes, then you got time to do some more stuff and some more stuff and some more stuff. But I want to ask you, all that stuff, is that stuff getting in the way of your time with God? Because it sure can. Hey, how much time do we spend checking emails and stuff like that? I know that's important, stuff like that. How many commercials do you watch? You know? And, and I, I often say this, you know, and to guard our God time. But do we, you know, hey, you think about this. My buddy John, I met John at the gym. And he, he asked me a, a real tough question. He said, you been to the gym this week? And I said, no. Because you know what? He knows that we need to stay in shape and need to do stuff like that. But a lot of things can creep in. But you know what? Do I always feel better when I go? When I leave? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Because you don't want to go, right? You really do. You don't want to go. Some people like to go. But, you know, the same thing that we know that we need to take care of ourselves, watch our diet, you know, stretch and do some stuff like that. You know, we know that's a good, good deal. How much more do we need to do as, as far as um, growing our, our, our spirit, man, and staying you know, filled up on him. Just like that young lady, she says, I will starve in my spirit to death. Well, today I pray, I pray that we get a full buffet of, of the Lord's word. Everybody ready? That's where you say amen if you want to. All right, let's keep on going. I want to take a look in and let's, let's kind of take a look and, and check our baggage. Now, I'm not a big traveler. 
And uh, people that travel with me sometimes, I'm very grateful for them because they, I usually just carry stuff and walk and they point, you know, but I know you got to check the bags. You got to do this. You got to have all these different things. And I, I bet you it used to be, I mean, people that travel years, years, probably there's nothing like it is now, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, you're taking the computer and you're running it through there and they want the guitar over here. And my gosh, if you got a screwdriver in your guitar case, you're liable to go to jail. I mean, all these things, you know, so we try to streamline when we're going on mission trips, just what we need. And what we've seen is just like the Lord has, has, has told us, he provides. We went all the way to, uh, was it Utah? You know, you can't take a drum set for a week to Utah. It doesn't work like that. And so we got there and they were supposed to have a drum set. And we were looking and we were looking and we were looking. And they said, oh, we got somebody that's going to bring a drum set. We said, that sounds good. And we look up over like this big dune and you can see a truck coming. And I don't know, they're driving this way and they're driving back this way. And they go, I think he's got the drums. So he brings the drums, there's about three of them. And most of the, the, the three of them, one being the bass, the other two were held on with vice grips. And he was proud of that thing. We're like, man, that's great. I'll tell you what, my buddy beat them things till the cows come home. And you know what? Nobody said, well, I'd have got saved today if he had a nicer drum set. Didn't matter. Nobody said, well, you know, if y'all had big speakers and everything else and nicer seats, I'd have come see. That wasn't the case because those folks were hungry for the Lord. And God showed up big. You see, a lot of times we want to wrap it a certain way. We want to think it's got to be a certain look or things like that. But I'm going to tell you what. You know what? I was talking to the Lord this week and, and yesterday. I said, Lord, I just need to love you more. I just need to love God more. He said, what do you mean? Because he, he loves us unconditionally. But I have to be honest. Sometimes I can edge him out. Can you? I can pick what I want over what God said. Lord, that's quiet. I said, I can pick what I want over what God said every now and then. Am I by myself or anybody else every now and then? You know, I mean, it, it, let's be honest with that. You know, it's like, I don't really feel like it. I don't want to. Things like that. But you know what? I'm hoping today we can take a look and check our baggage and see what's going on. So what's in the bag is my first question. Amen. What are we carrying around? Now, I did a little looking around. I had no idea. I, I do like this. This pastor, he writes a lot of books. His name is Max Mercado. Y'all ever heard of him? And he had some different quotes. He had a, actually had a quote on this. I'm going to read what he said. He said, this is the key. He says, meet today's problems with today's strength. Don't start uh, tackling tomorrow's problem until tomorrow. Wow, that's a good word, isn't it? He says, you do not have tomorrow's strength yet. You simply have enough for today. Wow, that's a good word. That's really good. You know what? Meet today's problem with today's strength. We're trying to meet tomorrow's problem with yesterday's strength. That's why we're so beat down and wore out. And I thought, man, that's just wonderful. That's, that's a good, good word. So what do we got in the bag? I, I see if this, you guys just take a little inventory of your own, own uh, uh, baggage here. All right. Anybody carry a little word with them every now and then? All I hear is the dog barking. Come on. <laughs> At least y'all honest. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You know, I tell you, I ain't worried about it. And then they say, but I am concerned. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we should be concerned. My goodness. Oh, I didn't hear nothing but the dogs barking out back. Oof. That's crazy, isn't it? But you know, we don't like to admit that, but we do. You know, I said, you know, don't carry burdens you were never intended to bear. You know? How, how do we know what we're supposed to bear? What, well, you know what? We go to the Lord. Let's go back to what we said. He said, man, my yoke is easy. Let's lay that at the feet of Jesus. See, we do that. We do that. We get right here. We say, God's good. Our God is big. Anybody got a big God in here? 
Huge. Take care of every need. Open up water. Feed, feed people with a two-piece snack. 5,000 of them. Everything else. And then we go, oh, but I don't know if he can handle my problem. He didn't wake up this morning, look over those pearly gates and go, oh, man, buddy. Whew, I didn't plan on that. Aren't you glad that we have an on-time God? But you know what? What happens is this allows us an opportunity to press in to what he's got. But let's talk about that. I said, worry. I said, you know, we're worried about uh, when we worry about the future. Guess what happens? It hampers your effectiveness today. My mind's divided. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm talking to you and everything else. But in the back of my mind, it's like, man, I got to cut that grass. And then I come to my sons and say, no, I'm not cutting the grass. My boys are cutting the grass. And then I can talk to you better. <laughs> you can do that if you pass. You can just slide that in there sometimes. You see how you do that? I'm teasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm through it. So look at this. It'll hamper your effectiveness in today because we're double-minded stuff. I said, God does not ignore those who depend on him. Amen. That's a good word. Got a little bit more here. But what happens is worry shows a lack of faith and understanding of God. Amen. The same God that created life in you can be trusted with the life he has prepared for you. Do you believe that? I do. I believe his word is very clear on that. Amen. We can see that all over the Bible. Well, what else happens? Oh, a little anger creeps in every now and then, doesn't it? Oh, come on. You know it does. I'm teasing. Oh, my goodness. I said, anger gets us focused on the problem. I said, anger gets us so focused on the problem, we become blind to the answer. You know what I mean? We can get so irritable about this. Man, we just keep, oh, I can't believe it. You know, have you ever heard somebody say this? Man, I'm so mad, I just can't see straight. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Because you just get so mad. Man, this, what do y'all do? I got my eye does this thing. You know? And then they always say, uh-oh, Dad, when I go, when I get like my mitt and bitch, like, bitch. Thomas said, uh-oh. And is it, what is that doing to your body? You know, if it's coming out like that, it can't be good, you know? What they always say is one letter away from danger, right? You know, you just get, man, you get, man, I'll tell you what I'm there. Man, your body starts tensing up. Your heart starts beating. You're foaming at the mouth and everything else. I'm thinking, that's probably not good. But you know what? We just get all wrapped around the wheel. And so what happens is, you know, we can't even see straight. I said, I mean, I believe that. And, and I thought about this. I was talking to Sonny about some fishing and stuff today, and it fits with this comment. I said, I said, you know what? I said, we need to stop churning up the bad and watch how fast the good comes to the top. He was saying, you know, when the, when the, the storm comes in, it's churning up all this stuff for the fish to eat, so they might not want what you got and all these different things. Might not pick the best thing for them. When we get so irritable and irritated and all that, and we let all this baggage start weighing us down, we stir everything up, then it's really kind of hard to see what you're supposed to pick from, isn't it? You know, because you got advice from him and you got advice from her. And, and Uncle Joe said this, and you really think this. And if that was the case, I bet you they're thinking, you see all that? You're going to read Exactly. We're all over the road. We're all over the board. And, and next thing you know, man, that worry turns into anger. And then guess what? Here comes the bitterness. Oh, come on, somebody. Mm-mm-mm. Over and over, we can see this. I said we need to stop backbiting because it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Amen. Have you ever heard anybody being bitter and get better? Nothing, nothing gets better until the bitterness is gone. Right? So we just, I mean, I, I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, you know, I can say, man, I tell you what, you made me mad. It's different, your voice and your opinion. It's, it's, I'm talking different than you just let off a little steam and move on and forgive and move on and stuff like that. But man, that bitterness, boy, it'll take a hold of you. 
It'll take a grip. It'll, it'll control your life. It'll keep you in bondage more than it keeps somebody else in bondage. You know that? Because that person that you're, you're mad or bitter about or that situation that you've thought about and kept you up all night, don't feel good. Now you're snapping at the kids and everything else and all these different things. The person that maybe uh, made that offense or the situation, they're not even thinking about it. They're going, <laughs> and then guess what? Then when you see them, now you're even more bitter because you think they should be feeling like I'm feeling. No, no. Let's take a look at this. I said, you know, I said, does it ever make anything, anything bring any good out of it? And I don't think it does. I said, no, it breeds more of the same. You know, the old he said, she said, you know, I said, we need to let it go and go with God. Hey, I'm, I, I always like to throw this in there when I'm talking about this stuff. I don't know what other people's been through, and I'm never minimizing that. And I know it's very tough to forgive and move on and different things like that. But I'm going to tell you what, that's what God has us to do. And I know we can't do it on our own, but with the help of the Lord, he can help us do that. Amen. And I pray that that's what we can do because God wants the best. And if our, if our, if our hands and fist and heart are clenched like this, it's hard for him to put a blessing in there, isn't it? Because we're just like this. All right. Everybody doing good? Well, what happens next? We start seeing a little guilt. We might have a little guilt in the bag. Has anybody ever had a little guilt in the bag? You know, man, over and over. I said, man. Give up the guilt. I said, you know, we need to repent, let it go. Uh, no need to hold on to something that God forgave you of. I said that there's no need to hold on to something that God already forgave you of. You know? So let's, let's go on to the next point I got here. That guilt is paralyzing. But then what happens? It turns into unforgiveness. I said, if you continue to carry a bag of unforgiveness around with you, let me tell you this. It doesn't become any lighter, does it? It doesn't become any lighter. It doesn't get any easier to carry. It needs to be dropped at the foot of the cross and never be picked up again. And I said, praise God. It's, it, it actually, it's like smelly garbage. If I had a, a garbage bag in here and brought it in, and I just carry it with me, and I sit it down beside you, and then I do something, else, I say, man, what is that? And this, that, that, that whole smelly deal, that it just fills the room with that rotten fragrance. But wouldn't it be better to send, send the, uh, the fragrance of, of the living God the prayers of the saints, amen, that aroma, that's a great aroma to God. And I said, so you know what? I pray that we receive this forgiveness and also that we give forgiveness. But you know, a lot of times we got to start right here in the mirror sometimes, amen, because we're hard on ourselves. And we, you know, when we get where we're worried and bitter and things like that, you know what? We can let that stuff go and leave it at the foot of the cross. Everybody doing good? Everybody feeling strong? I also wrote on my little notes here. I said, you know what? How big is your God? Unload the luggage you don't need. Get a taste of grace and pass it on. Amen. Get a taste of grace and pass it on. All right, everybody should be smiling now and doing good. I want you to know this. It's not your last stop. You know, you're thinking about traveling and moving and, and going down the road and different things like that. I said this. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. You know, we're thinking, oh, man, I'm this age, I'm this and that, and this has happened, or I've gone too far, and all this. Well, man, God's got some long arms, doesn't he? He's not bound by time. God's not bound by time. And I said, life's not about quitting, it's about living, amen? And I said this the other day, and, and, and before I, I knew I said it, I thought, man, I ought to write that down. I said, I didn't know how good bad was until worse got worse. Until bad got worse, if that makes sense. I didn't know how bad, I didn't know how good the bad situation was until that bad situation got worse. Because a lot of times we're in the middle of something, you go, oh my gosh. And then something else happens. You go, you would do anything you could to crawl back to where that was, amen? So if that's the case, why not enjoy today? 
because things change all the time. They change for the good. They change for a rough road sometimes, you know? And, and so a lot of times I was like, man, you know, if I think today is just so bad and so bad and so bad and so bad and I just process it and I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, I'm probably not carrying, going with his yoke, am I? I'm carrying my own. Lord, help us to rely on you. Lord, help us to see you in the midst of the situation, amen? Because we need you. I know I do. Well, check your map. All those travelers out there, do you check your map from time to time? Check your compass a little bit every now and then. That's a good thing, isn't it? It is a real good thing. I went, just went in, uh, to the eye doctor the other day, and we were talking to different people, and he got all this stuff squared away. And we were talking to another lady at the football game. That's where it was. Denise's friend and she said, yeah, we had to just uh, got his new contacts and this, that and everything. Else. Just regular conversation. She said something that stuck out. She said, I didn't know I couldn't see the street signs till I went out of town. She said, I didn't know I couldn't see the street signs till I went out of town because she was comfortable. She knew where she was going. She did this all the time. So she just assumed, right? See, we do that with God's word a lot of times, don't we? Oh, yeah, I know John 3, 6. Yeah, I know. Yeah, his yoke is easy. Yeah. But then, then when you step out of town, when you step out of the comfort zone, you go, whoa. What else is in there? Because I need everything he's got. Amen. It, it, it's amazing. We can get so complacent, can't we? So complacent in things. And I pray today that we check our map. Now, you know, maybe you find yourself on the wrong road. Maybe you took a wrong turn or two. But I say, hey, remember, your detail, your detour did not get God lost. When I was praying last night, you know, and I said, Lord, you know, I take some turns and this and that. He said, you know, your details didn't lose me. You might be off the road. You might be mixed up, but I'm God. I can get you home. That's a good word. Has anybody ever been lost? I mean, physically lost. Man, that's, that's not good. You know, and, you know, I, I tell you what, I've, I've probably told y'all this story before. How many remember the, the story, J.M. Fields? It's not, much, it's not much bigger than this, really, if you look at it. But it was huge then. I got lost. I had my grandmother, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, my sister, and my mom and dad. How do you get lost? But I was lost. And man, when I got up to that counter, that counter was so big. And I was like, I, I, okay, I, 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 I can't find my folks. And she was so gracious. She said, there's a young man here named... Buddy Chapman. And uh, you know what? He seemed to, you, you seemed to lost. What did she say? She said, uh, he's lost his parents. You know, instead of them losing me, you know, I lost them. You know, trying to make me feel a little bit better. It's okay, it's okay. And he's right up here. And my grandmother was like five foot on a good day with a pompadour up there. Popped out of these clothes and said, get over here. What are you doing? I said, oh, my granny never looked so good in my life. Well, I just hugged around. Okay, hit me if you want. I don't care. I'm home. She's like, Come on, what are you doing? I was just like, man, feels good to be back in that safe place. Amen. You know, I'm telling you what, it, it really does. So, you know, God has the map and he has the keys and he has the remedy. Amen. But we need to listen. I'm talking to me first. We can hear a lot of stuff, but we don't listen. Any, any of that happen at anybody else's house? I mean, you know, all the time. Is it happening on your workplace? All the time. Is it happening in the line at DMV? Guarantee you it will happen there, right? Man, that's a tough spot to get into sometimes. But you know what? We need to check that map. Listen to this. 
We need to listen to the navigator. I'm talking about Holy Spirit in us, right? And I, I thought about this. I said, here's one for you. How many people have or use a GPS? You know, some of them's on your new phone. Some of them, okay, all right. And I got to thinking about this. I said, now, would it make any sense to plug in your destination, unplug the charger, turn the volume off, shove it down in your seat and drive? You say, what? Who would do that? I really believe many of us do that with God's word and who we are in Christ. Think about that. We get up. We said our, our, our destination is work or, you know, the park or whatever we're going to do. And we probably don't even invite God into the situation many times, do we? If we do, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, what? Lord, I hope it don't rain today because I want to fly a kite or I want to do this. I, 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 you know. But do we really invite God into our lives? I'm talking to the folks that invited God into their heart already. But uh, do, we, we, do we actively ask God to be involved in our life? If we answer he might want you to take a turn somewhere. He might want you to slow down somewhere. He might want you to give something. He might want you to do something. See, that's the truth about the matter, right? Because then we go, ooh, if I don't invite him into the situation, everything's cool. I can do what I want. We love to do what we want. Amen? We do. We just wire it like that. We default to the natural. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But as we spend time with God and we see how God's moving, man, let's take a breath. Let's listen to the, to the navigator. Check the map. Check our Bible and see what God said. Man, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. I love these little uh, daily bread uh, devotionals. Please grab one. We've got plenty. And just another tool to keep you inspired in the, in the Word of God. You know, it's great. And you'll, you'll be amazed how when you, when you go through some of these things and look up some of the Scripture, how on time they are for the day. Amen. You know, and maybe that it's going to give you that, that word for that person that comes into your, your classroom or maybe the person that comes to your job or the person that you see at the grocery store. But I know this. You know what? That's not real heavy, is it? The word of God is not real heavy. You can keep that. You can probably got it on your smartphone or anything else like that. Nowadays, I don't think there's any reason that somebody can't get a Bible, really. Do you? I mean, pretty much in, in the United States, you could, you could get them a Bible somewhere. In some countries... We had a guy at the church I went to, uh, he became a missionary, and this is what would happen for them in this country. I can't remember which one it was, but it was one they were not proclaiming the gospel. They'd have a guy go by, and a guy would have a, a Bible and rip a section out and hand it to him and keep going. And if they catch that guy, it's not good. The man that come and talked to our church at that, at that particular time, he had his fingers cut off for having the word of God, Amen. And there's something, but we can freely open it. We can freely have it, and we just shove it under the seat. Not beating anybody up. I'm just saying, look at the cost out there, and look what it's worth. And people are giving their lives up and 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 being beaten uh, just to get a taste of that. Remember the girl said, "I was starving myself." There's people starving for the word, and we got the buffet, and we step right around. Man, let's make a good. Uh, I don't even know the word I want to say. Let's just make useful, our time useful to dig in the word of God. When I, when I see this and hear this, I guess I'm just trying to say this. We're spoiled. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're spoiled. That's just the truth of it, you know? Uh, and and you, don't have to, you don't have to look too far. I mean, we got a nice place here. We got AC. We got air conditioning. We got this. You got Tim back there. He's wonderful. Amen? <laughs> I ain't going to leave you out, brother. 
I mean, you know, we get to sit here and, and enjoy one another's company and stuff like that. Freely come here. To, you know, like Eric was praying. You know what? We come to a place that we can freely hear the word of God. You know? And there's so many people that pay the ultimate price. Let me, let me tell you this. So many people have already paid the ultimate price, praise God, so we can have it. So you know what? What can we do to pass it on? Surely we can pass it, pass it along daily. I don't know how God's going to show you to choose to, you to do that. You say, well, I'm not the preacher. I'm not the worship leader. That's okay because you're going to go places that we don't. You know, you probably got a family. You probably got a neighbor somewhere. Maybe there's something there you can encourage somebody with, you know. How many know good neighbors are a good thing, amen? Bad neighbors need prayer. Amen? We need prayer. You know what I mean? It is. Yesterday, I was out doing something, and my neighbor across the street, we live on a little circle. He came over, and he goes, hey. I go, hey. He goes, they left their garage door open all night. Okay. Well, we need to shut it. I said, because they're, they're, they're not there. I said, okay. So I went in there, and, you know, I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just pull this down and go out the side door. He said, well, you could go ahead and use the, the clicker. I said, I'm afraid if I open the car door, the alarm will go off. <laughs> so we just put the door down and everything else. He said, what does that have to do with anything? You know? He was concerned. He said, something doesn't look right over there. I want to make sure, you know, that everything's cool. You know, he didn't call the police. He didn't go out there with a sniper rifle. He just said, hey, you know what? That doesn't look right. There's something we can do. There's, there's things in our life that comes up and maybe, you know, God's saying, hey, you know what? Maybe you can encourage somebody. Maybe you can step out somewhere or something like that. Do a little something. Whatever it is, just make sure God's leading you and it lines up with his word and we're going to be okay and leave the results to God. Amen? Can we trust him with the results? I think we can. Let's keep on rolling here. What else do we got? Utilize the rest stops. We're talking about traveling, right? Going down the road. Man, I tell you, when you need a rest stop, that is the best sign in the world to see, isn't it? Man, your legs are crossed, your eyes are, are watering, you're like, we have two more miles. Two more miles. We're ready to hit that rest stop, right? You know, freshen up and everything else and see what's going on. I said, but, you know, so many times we just roll right on by those rest stops. We roll right on by the church on Sunday. See people walking right out here, walking their dog. How you doing, sir? How you doing? Have a great day. That's good. Well, maybe they went to another service somewhere else. I ain't judging, whatever. But the door's always open. Or, or, you know, I was going to do this, but I had this come up. I was going to do, how many things, you know, I, I say this from time to time. How many things that, that God blesses us with do we let get in the way of us being a blessing to others? Did that come out right? I mean, God blesses with you a lot of things, right? You know, he, he, and I don't just mean stuff. But he's brussels with a lot of abilities to do stuff and help people and do things and stuff like that. But then we turn around and go, eh, but I don't want to do that. You know what? Let's dig in and, and, and go to those places and rest stop and, and, and listen to what God's saying. And then go from there and move on and see what he got for us. Amen? Because I know that we can be a blessing. You know what? You don't have to be a big church to be a blessing. You don't have to be a, a, a. Let me say this. You could just be you and be blessed. How about that? Amen. You could just be you. That's the, you know what? That's what I think. This, this is the challenge this week. Just be you and be a blessing. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do through that. Just to be obedient to the nudge of what God's doing. And then come back next week and say, you know what? Um, had this opportunity. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised at school. You're going to be surprised at your job. You're going to be surprised in your family. You're going to be surprised what's going on. When you're available, what God will do through you. 
I believe that God's going to show us that. So many times, man. I said, travel light and keep your eyes on the road, friend. Keep your eyes open. Just like my neighbor, he, he saw something that was a little different. That garage shouldn't have been up. The garage door shouldn't have been up. What is it that we go through and we go, hey, you know what? Maybe that person needs a little encouragement. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said what I said. Maybe they could have took that the wrong way. Maybe I should have invited them to church. Maybe I should be praying for them, right? You know, I don't know what it is, but I know this. When we're available, God will use us, amen? Just the way we are, just as we are, just where we are. How many know God knows exactly where you are, amen? So when he speaks into your heart, guess what? He's got a plan. He's got a plan, amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good, say amen. amen. Just, just, a, just a little message to encourage us in the Lord. I said, keep your destination in mind. All right? We talk about traveling. Look at this. All right. I said, don't focus so much on where you've been, but focus on where you will be. How often are we eternally minded? Are we eternally minded? I thought about this. I don't go to a lot of races, but, you know, I uh, used to go to Wacky Wednesdays over there in Langley. You know, the only place you can go and a guy will blow his car up and get a $20 T-shirt. You know, I ain't never seen that like it in my life. Have y'all ever been? It's great. I would rather go to that than anything. They get out there and they get it. Look, we're going to have a burnout competition. And the guy takes his wife's car, you know, and he's out there. Nee, nee, and the smoke's rolling and people are screaming and yelling. And then it goes, poof. And they go, how about that? All right, Bob, here's that new t-shirt. Uh, well, stretch it. I'm sorry, I don't fit. That's a long ride home or a long tow home. I don't know, whatever it is. But what I'm talking about this, when I start thinking about this, keeping our mind and eyes and our focus on, on things to come, is that that race car driver is not thinking, when he's on the, on, the, on the 499th lap on these big races, he's not thinking about probably lap number one, is he? He's thinking about that one he's doing. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that last night. How often, do we, we're on that last lap, right? Or we're on that straightaway, and we're thinking, man, if I could have just did better on lap 15. That don't make any sense, right? You're where you are. God knows where you are. You better be watching where you're going, right? But we do that in life, don't we? Man, I tell you what, if I'd have just, got, if I'd have just passed that in the third grade, if I'd have did better on that vocabulary test in third grade, man, whoo! What could have been? What could I have been? You know? But God doesn't see that as a hindrance. God says, focus on me, and I can do more in just a, just a, what do you call that? A, a millisecond. Boom. There you go. And, and I think so many times we want it to come a certain way, wrapped a certain way and all this stuff. But we're so focused on where we've been. You can learn from where you've been. You can, you can say, I don't want to do that again. You can say, that was really good time. All those things. And I say this a lot of times. There's a reason why the windshield is about 20 times bigger than the rear view mirror. Because if you're going forward, you need to be looking through that. Yeah. Get a glimpse back there and say, yeah, you know what? What's going on? Hey, are there people running the race with me that I can help? That I can encourage? All that? Absolutely. But you know what? Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Exactly what I said. I said, keep on the course with Christ. Man, I said, as we focus on our heavenly, heavenly home, remember that Christ is with us every step of the way. He's not just involved, uh, uninvolved until we reach that, the, the pearly gates, you know? I said, he's given us the Holy Spirit to dwell in us for the whole journey. God's not just involved in your life when, when you say, Lord, come into my life and save me. 
And then he goes and turns his back on you. And then on the day that you take your last breath, he goes, you know, I remember you, John. Yeah, you keep promise, guy. Yeah, that's not it. God's involved in our life, right? He wants to be. But you know what? The Lord's a gentleman. We can, we can edge him right out. You know, ego, it's edging God out a lot of times. When it's all about us, we just push, push God out of the picture. Though. Today's whole message is this. I, I, I pray that, you know what? We don't get bogged down with all the stuff, but get filled up on what God has for us. Amen? That's what I hope we see today. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Got another scripture for you right here. Psalm 44.1. Man is like a mere breath. His days are like a passing shadow. I know this, this life's pretty fast, isn't it? When you were younger and they said, well, uh, the first of the year comes and, and you said, man, I really like a new bike. And they said, well, maybe for Christmas. That was like a hundred years in your mind, right? It's January. You're talking Christmas. And then you get a little older and it's like, well, oh, that's not that far. Or, you know, you're sitting there thinking, I'm thinking, okay, Jesse's 14, 15. Okay, he's going to be 15. Man, 18, he's going to be graduate. That's going to go like this. It's going to go like this. Yeah, it really does. You know, all those things go by so fast. So, so why am I wasting away all today worrying about tomorrow and I miss out on today's blessing? Do you hear what I'm saying? I want us to live, man. I want us to live today. That doesn't mean don't, don't think about tomorrow. That doesn't mean don't, don't ever uh, look in the rearview mirror. But you know what? Man, if the Lord could just show us today, Lord, where is the step you want me to step today? Don't you think we'd be better off? Because we'd be on the path that the Lord sets for us, that we'd be in the center of his will. Right? Because we know it's fast. Time's fast. If you live to be 99 years old or 120, that's pretty fast in the scheme of things. And when you take a look at that up against the backdrop of eternity, what have you been investing in your whole life? Are you investing in things that pay eternal dividends? You know? Are you investing in things that we say, well, man, when I get to this age, I'm really going to live it up. I know a lot of people, seen a lot of people that work and work and work and work. I've said this before. This always sticks in my mind. My uncle worked for the Ford Company probably like 45 years old, some astronomical amount of time. You know when he got his first retirement check? When he was in the box, baby, when he was dead. My cousin called me and said, you ain't going to believe this. He said, Uncle Gus got his first retirement check. His funeral was at two. Isn't that something? All those years, man, going back in, there's nothing wrong with working hard, okay? And if you like that work, that's fine. But, but what I'm saying is, so many times I talk to people that they're investing in so much for that one day that they miss all the years that they could be a blessing or be blessed or don't realize that they've been being blessed, amen? You know? Man, I tell you, when I look and I, I see my little man back there, the broadster, doing all right. And I'm like, man, that's like Thomas was just doing that not too long ago. He's going to be 23 years old soon, you know. I saw a picture not too long ago and went through something. I was a lot thinner, too. <laughs> and I got time, and my hair is like right down to here, man. I should have listened to my dad. That looks so silly now. He's like, well, why don't you get a man's haircut? And I was like, no, man, that's cool. Hair's down here. You know, and I got these, I got these shorts that are way up here. <laughs> yeah, y'all remember, they're way up here. And I got the tank top, you know, and I'm doing this. So I look like I got a halter top on and I got Thomas in my arm and we had been flying a kite, man. Those was great days. Ain't no way I can lift you now, boy. But you know what? I still want to spend time with you. I want to do those things with you. You know, we got to see some really cool stuff. We just talk about family and time like that. Man, Jesse's in high school. Got to see him play in his first uh, uh, marching band thing. 
Those milestones. What are those milestones in your family that, that God's placed around you? Man, enjoy those things. Enjoy those things. What did I say? Because you never realize how good a bad time was till the bad time gets worse. I'm not preaching doom or gloom. That's not doom or gloom. I'm just saying, man, let's take a look at today. Let's live today for the Lord. Let's listen to the Lord and step out and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be alive in Christ today. I'm going to be alive in Christ today. How many times do you run into people that, that they are just beat down? I would guarantee, if you, let's listen, on a percentage scale, in a, in a course of a day, how many people do you meet that are upbeat versus how many people that are down in the dumps? 50-50? I doubt it. I need to work at your place. If that's I mean, do you, do you find, can you, can you find 10 people that you run into that are, that are, that are excited? I've never seen so much go on. I've never had so many phone calls. Young people that, that are so burdened down with stuff. That are turning to, to all types of different things, man. With the exception of God. I pray that we can be the folks that encourage them to the Lord. I pray that we can encourage each other when we feel so down. So raw. So empty. So like we just don't matter. That you know what? That God will send somebody. To come alongside of us to encourage us, amen. And you know what? I want to hit you with this. Use your gifts for the kingdom of God. You say, what gifts do I got? I don't know. It might be, you know, I always, I usually single out my mother-in-law. It might be cooking and baking. Because that makes me smile when she sends something over my house. You know, it really does. We're real blessed because we get to pick what we want for our birthday, what type of cake. It is, it's, it's limitless, man. I love that. You know? And, and you know, when, when somebody does something for you, it's just out of Love is pretty amazing, isn't it? Isn't that something? You know, when's the last time you just sent somebody a text message and say, hey, man, I was thinking about you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, brother. A lot of y'all do that. I, I, it, it, it'll come at the best time. It'll come at the best time you're gone. Woo! And you get a text message or email. Now, here's one for you. When is the last somebody time somebody wrote you a letter? A nice one. You know? Don't get them anymore. Usually what you get is you should have done this. You should have done that. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? And you're thinking not one more thing. You know, couldn't we just, just man, find a, a good thing to say along the way. And, and there's things you need to say sometimes. I understand that. But you know what? The, the whole thing. Use your gifts. You say, I, I don't have a gift. Well, you know what? You can encourage somebody. You can. Well, you know what? You, you hold the door for somebody at church. Pray for your church family. There's always an avenue open. For you to be a blessing to somebody in the highway of life. Amen. 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 I, I just really believe that. I believe if we want to be a blessing, God will show us somebody to be a blessing to. You know? Maybe you go out to eat every now and then. Okay? Times are tough and everything else. But maybe you're going to be a blessing to that girl that's working there. You know? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that just be amazing? Uh, it's been a long time ago and I'm just saying, we went somewhere as a ministry team. And we had been praying. We said, we're just going to be a blessing to this girl. I think it was in an Applebee's somewhere. I got, it just sticks in my mind. It's been a long time. And we just want to be a blessing. So, so we, we bless this girl. And the girl was like, that's more than the check. We go, yeah, that's okay. And she starts crying. And we have an opportunity to talk to her a little bit about the Lord. Just say, hey, you know what? I just want to be a blessing. I don't mean you got to be a blessing to dig in your wallet all the time. That's not what I'm saying. You can be a blessing and say, hey, you know what? Lord laid you on my heart today. I'm just praying for you. 
Hey, you know what? I just want to let you know that I was thinking about you today. Hey, you know what? If there's something I can do for you and I can do it, I'd like to try to do that. You know, I just want our hearts to be open. Use your gifts for the kingdom of God. Because you know what? God has equipped us to be in the family of God. I call the spokes in the wheel for Jesus. If he's in the center, all those spokes in that wheel pull together to keep it going smooth and to keep it focused in the, in the middle part, which we're talking about Jesus, and for us to roll down that road and to pull together. I used to tear my bicycle up, man. I used to ride wheelies on my 10-speed all the time. And that bike, that back wheel would look like this. And my dad said, what would you do? What did you do that? Oh, I hit, hit this and hit this. And my dad would sit out on, a, on our picnic table because we never had a garage back then. And uh, at picnic table, and he would take the thing and spin it. And he had this little uh, spoke wrench. He would sit out there for hours spinning it, realigning it. Realigning it. He said, well, give her a go again, son, but be careful. And I probably didn't even appreciate it that much. I should have. He would take all that time. And this just came to me. That's like our Heavenly Father tweaking things. Hey, you know what? Read my word. Spinning that wheel. Getting our life as we align to the centerpiece. Jesus Christ, amen. I pray that that's what we do. I'm going to bring it on home with this. I said, you just might be surprised how God will, will use you and bring, uh, which, when you bring something to the table, it doesn't have to be much, amen. You know, when we have little cookouts and stuff and different things like that, you know, we always have so much. And somebody might just bring some potato chips and somebody might just bring a cupcake. And the next thing, we've got a lot. Think about that same, what do we bring spiritually to the table? You know, what do we bring to the table? I say it often when we, when we come here, yeah, we want to be filled up, but are we, are we open to receive a fresh word from the Lord? So travel light. We'll read this again. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I said, don't get bogged down and dog tired. You're not alone. God supplies all our needs in Jesus. Amen. All our needs. Amen. We can travel light when we allow the Lord to carry our burdens. You hear that? We can travel light when we allow the Lord to carry our burdens. I do not mean I don't care. Whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know what? For I am gentle and humble in heart, the Lord says, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're carrying so much of the stuff that God has already paid for. It's unbelievable. We wake up and we start carrying that the next day. We worry about tomorrow and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Amen. We get so bent out of shape on stuff that really don't matter at the end of the day. You know? So what is it that God's speaking to your heart today? I pray that it's to lighten the load. You know, check some of that baggage that he's got and it, that, that, that he's get, that's made a way for us and leave it at the foot of the cross today. I don't know what it is. I know everybody's got something that to carry that God can help you carry better. Amen. So with that being said, I want to thank you for your time today. Travel light, fill up on the Lord. You don't have to go through life on a half a tank. You can be full of Jesus each and every day because he paid the ultimate price so we can get the word. Amen. Don't spiritually starve yourself. Be a blessing to somebody this week and call on the name of Jesus and he will show you how to be a blessing any day, anywhere with what you have, with what you are, with where you at. Just be you and be a blessing. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now, before we get ready to play our last song, I want you guys to think about something here. Is there somebody in your family or somebody in your neighborhood or somebody sitting by you 
that needs Jesus. Okay. Ask Lord, you gonna, Lord, am I going to be that person to share it with them or whatever? I never want you to leave here without hearing these words. God loves you, and Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And I always want to give everybody an opportunity. I've said this since the day we started this. There's three things that, that, that we are, are, are faithful in every week. I believe this. That we're going to love you right where you are. And we're going to speak and teach the word of God. And we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what God's doing in your life. Here's your opportunity. If you've never called on the name of Jesus, call on him today. How do I do that, buddy? Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you, Lord. I know my sin separates me from an awesome and holy God, but God, your grace is amazing. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you, pray that prayer right there. And don't leave here without telling somebody, you know, that made sense today. I, you know, buddy, I, I need to know more about that. Well, you know what? I'd be, I'd be honored to share about the loving God that we serve. And he loves you just the way you are. Just the way you are. And if you're here today and you say, man, I've made a mess. I've taken some detours. I don't hit the rest stops. I've, I've backed over speed bumps. I've, I've sideswiped things in my life. Well, guess what? You're in the right place because I've done the same thing. And everybody in here that's truthful is going to say the same thing too. Come on back. Leave it all behind. God is for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-mm-mm. Well, did anybody enjoy the message today? Amen. Amen. That's great. I tell you what, it is uh, something about praising the Lord that just lightens the load on your heart, doesn't it? And I'm going to ask you guys if you like to stand, that's fine. If not, you can sit where you are, but we're going to praise the Lord here. And I think you're going to be blessed with a good old sing-along song that we can, we can hum.